Amen, and Happy New Year, everyone. Our first uh, Sunday of the new year, and uh, congratulations to those of you who are here this morning, because you are starting the year off right on this first Sunday of the new year, and uh, hopefully some of you have made a uh, commitment that uh, you're going to have your life different this year spiritually than it was in 2018. One of the things that I uh, regretted seeing a prayer request this morning was a uh, family that uh, had told me last week, said we've been here three Sundays in a row, and we're going to be here on the first Sunday of the new year to make it four Sundays. And then sickness hit the family and uh, hit two of them, and so they're not here today. And I I so hated to see that after they were so excited about hitting their fourth Sunday in a row on the first Sunday of the new year. But congratulations to you for being here. And my prayer is that God makes 2019 a great year for you spiritually. And uh, I know that this year will have some challenges for every one of us. But you walk close to God and God will carry you through the midst of all of it. If you would take your Bible this morning and turn to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Or if you got your Bible app, you can just push the Bible there and it'll open up for you. 1 Timothy chapter 4. And for the uh, next two months, January and February, we're going to be on this theme, Back to Basics. Basic training for Christians. And uh, what we're going to do is just go to some uh, basic things that God's Word tells us about uh, how we should live our lives as Christians. And this morning we're going to look at some very basic things to really get us started off on the right foot for this year of 2019. And the things that I'm going to share with you this morning are probably the most important things to get you on the right path to really having a great year in 2019. And as uh, I think... uh, Maybe Melissa mentioned a while ago, probably some of you have set some New Year's resolutions and some of you may have set some I and mean, you've already fallen short. But one of the things that I found out in Christianity that the only way that you're a loser is when you stay down. As long as you get back up, you're going to be a winner. And so if you've already failed in some resolutions, just get back up and get started again. Usually that first week of the new year is the most challenging to stick to your New Year's resolution. So I'm giving you from the pastor a reset. A reset. Everybody just go ahead, push the reset button, and start all over for the new year. Basic training for Christians, back to the basics. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, the apostle Paul is speaking to a young minister that he has kind of taken under his wings. His name is Timothy, and he's given him some very basic training in being a Christian, but also principles that will help him as being a young minister or a young preacher in the gospel. And in these scriptures that we're going to look at, What Paul has given Timothy is what he would give to you and I today as the very basics for Christianity and what we need to know and to learn to be a follower of Christ and to be a good soldier in God's army. And one of the key things that's going to be mentioned is in verse 7 where it gives us kind of a summary of the whole chapter. And that is that it's telling us that we need to be instructing or exercising or training ourselves towards godliness. And by you being here on the first Sunday, I hope that's already a goal that you want to do, and that is to be more godly this year, be in the direction that God would have you to do. And in verse 15 tells us that as we go through this training and get back to the basics, that others should see a difference in us. So if you kind of get your mindset, that's what I want you to do this morning, kind of get your mindset in a military mindset. And Jason, go ahead and pop up that picture for me. Get your mind in a military mindset And we're going to go back to the basics. And when you get to the basics and you do those, people are going to see a difference in you. 
If you've ever known someone that uh, has been a close friend or family member and they've gone to basic training or to boot camp, and usually uh, it varies by different uh, parts of the military, but kind of the average is about an eight week, and that's the reason we're doing January and February to be eight weeks. But if you see somebody before they go into boot camp or basic training and then you see them when they come out, they look different, don't they? That's what Paul's basically telling us in these scriptures, that as we go back to the basics of our Christianity, people should see a difference in us. In this picture, it looks like two different people, but it's the very same guy. And the one on the right is what he looked like before basic training, boot camp. The one on the left is what he looked like after he came out. And you know that anybody you see go into basic training or in the boot camp, they always look different when they come out. It might be their head shaved. It might be a beard cut off. It might be their physical uh, shape or their body looks different. But they always look different. And you know the military takes every one of them down the same path of basic training. So let's look at this in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and find out what some basic training might call it basic training 101 for us as Christians. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Apostle Paul, speaking to Timothy, says this. Now I'm reading this out of the New King James. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, or the end times, some will depart from the faith. In military terms, this would be called what? A wall. Those who are absent without leave. So the Apostle Paul is saying that as we get closer to the return of Christ, that some are going to go AWOL or absent without leave from their faith. Some are AWOL this morning, but you are here this morning. You are faithful. It says on in that verse 1, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Forbidding to marry and commanded to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And so in those first five verses, the Apostle Paul is basically saying to Timothy that the closer we get to the return of Christ, we're going to see people who have been in God's house, but they've gone AWOL. And some of them have gone AWOL because they have listened to what the devil has to say to them or tempted them. They've listened to lies of other people. In this particular instant, the Apostle Paul was bringing up some things that had uh, become uh, kind of a, a ritual and a kind of religious type thing that really wasn't the things of the substance of Christianity. And he said that some of them had been given these thoughts and had distracted them and they had wavered from the faith. Now, verse 6 goes on to tell us this, and this is where we're really picking up this morning. It says, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. So the Apostle Paul is telling us that when we exercise or train ourselves to become godly, that it's not only profitable for us as we live in this life now, but in the life to come. You know, the Lord said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. And so when you accept Christ, the abundant life starts and it should just get better and better. 
The scriptures go on to say in verse 9, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. Verse 12 says, Let no one despise your youth to that the youth should say, Amen. But be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things and give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Just like that picture I showed you of the man who came out of boot camp or basic training, it was evident that something had changed in him. Verse 16 says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save yourselves and those who hear you. Lord, we uh, love your word, and God, I pray that your word will take root in our hearts today and that you would bring them alive to us. Lord, that we might leave here different than when we came as we go back to some basic training 101. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise and honor and glory for what you do in every person's life that is here today. And to that, all God's people said, amen. So basic training 101 that you need to know when you go into basic training as you get back to basics in your life is, first of all, about instructions. One of the things that a person going in the military will find out very quickly if they didn't know before they got there, and that is follow the instructions you are given. Now, how many of you have been in the military? Would you raise your hand? All right, we got several people in here. How many of you that have been in the military learn very fast? You better follow the instructions. Would you raise your hand? Because if you don't follow the instructions, you're going to get the reproach that comes with it. Follow the instructions. Here the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy about teaching and the doctrines are, that, uh, the doctrines are faith, of the words of faith, and that he's to follow them carefully. We are told to follow carefully all of the words of faith and the good doctrine that God has given us. And as you look at the basic training that a military person will go to, those soldiers are taught and learn very quickly to listen closely and follow the instructions carefully. Listen closely. And follow the instructions carefully. I have never spoken to a person that's been in the military and been to boot camp or basic training that they didn't come out with a realization that you listen very carefully to what your sergeant or your instructor tells you to do and you do it exactly the way he says and don't question it, right? Is that right, Ray? You don't question it. You don't deviate from it. You don't make your own plan that you think is a better plan. You just follow the instructions exactly as you were given. I grew up uh, watching a show called uh, Gomer Pyle. Any of you watched Gomer Pyle before? And uh, that was one that if a person never been exposed to military, you learn very quickly. And there were things that you would sometimes watch on Gomer Pyle where the sergeant would have them to dig a hole and then fill up the hole. Sometimes Gomer learned a very close lesson. You don't question why to do it. You just do it. Because the sergeant has some reasoning behind it that maybe you don't necessarily need to know or won't know right now. You'll find out later. 
You know, as we look to God's word, God's word is the instructions for us in Christianity to live our life. And we've got to study it closely so we can follow it carefully. Follow the instructions. Matter of fact, it's in 2 Timothy 2, and cha- or chapter 2 and verse 15, that uh, is kind of the theme verse for our Awanas. Awana stands for a, work- a workman approved is not ashamed. And the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15 that Paul told Timothy to study yourselves or study to show yourselves approved to God so that he could follow the instructions very carefully. This, uh, during the Christmas season, we uh, opened gifts with family and so forth, and I had bought a uh, basketball goal set up, one of those that's kind of portable that uh, because some of the grandkids were starting to play basketball and we didn't have a goal set up. So I'd got one and been sitting there for a week or two and uh, Noah had seen it. And uh, he, on this Christmas time of all the family getting together, he said, are we going to put up the basketball goal? We're going to put it up. And so uh, Seth, uh, my son-in-law, told me, he said, you want to go ahead and put it up? And I wasn't going to put it up because he was playing with kids and things. But I said, okay, we'll put it up. Because Seth said that he put one together in about two hours and he looked at me and he said, Somebody like you can do it in 20 minutes. I said, okay, let's go for it. So me and Seth and, and Michael start working on the goal. About three hours later, <laughs> in darkness with lights shining, we finally get the goal together. I told Michael, I said, we should have left Seth alone. He did it in about two hours. He would have got it done faster than us. To which Seth said, you know, I think mine didn't have as many parts to it as this one did. But as we were putting it together, and it was getting darker, and the dew was kind of starting to fall, and I was the one that was reading the instruction book to try to keep us going along as quickly and as efficiently as we could, and there was a part that we were putting the backboard on there, and we had to put a a long bolt through, and we put it up there the way that the instructions looked like they were telling us to do, and we said, there's no way you can get that bolt in there. We looked at it different ways, and there's no way, and so... One, one of the guys, I don't remember, it was Michael or Seth, one said, well, let me, let me look at that and see what that looks like. And he looked at it, and he said, that's what it shows. And then he turned, he said, oh, wait a minute. Two of the pages stuck together. <laughs> we skipped part of it. And it was amazing. When we went back to the part that we skipped, everything went together properly. I say that to say that sometimes people's view of reading God's Word is just open it, fly it open and read something. Fly it open and read something. But if you're going to get back to the basics, you've got to follow God's Word and you've got to get you a plan of studying God's Word so you can show yourselves approved to God. Follow the instructions that you're given. It's basic training in Christianity. Not only do we see in God's Word here that We're to follow the instructions, but also it talks about exercise. I know some of you are excited to hear that. But those who have been in basic training in the military know that exercise is one of the first things that they get you started on. And here the Apostle Paul tells us in verses 7 and 8 that we're to exercise towards being godly. I thought it was somewhat humorous that the Greek word that's used for exercise is spelled G-Y-M, you recognize that, didn't you? Jim, N-A-Z-O, gymnazo. It's kind of like the Apostle Paul is saying, exercise towards godliness. He's saying, get back to the gym spiritually. 
And in basic training, as those soldiers come in, the whole purpose of the sergeant or those who are giving them training is, if you're a skinny weakling, we're going to make you strong before you leave here. If you're fat and out of shape, we're going to slim you down and speed you up. The whole purpose is to train them and to exercise them to be different than when they arrived. To be in the shape that they need to be to be a good soldier to serve our country. And the Apostle Paul is telling us basically the same thing in these verses 7 and 8. He says, exercise, one translation says, train yourself to be godly. What does it mean to train yourself to be godly? You know, the Scripture is basically saying it, it's, it's all our own personal responsibility. You can't leave this world or go out into the world and live an ungodly life and say, well, it's the preacher's fault because he didn't preach good. It's, it's my life and the word teacher's fault because they didn't really teach good. The Bible says exercise yourself. Train yourself. Get yourself to the gym spiritually to become the person that God would have you to be to reflect godliness in your life. Matter of fact, if you go back to that uh, verse 17, that uh, as it's telling us about that training, it says train yourself. Becoming more like Christ has to be the ultimate goal of every Christian. And you know, I have heard this, I don't know how many hundreds of times over the years of being a Christian, that people have said, well, they do that. You know, most people that they say, I never have seen them in the Bible, so I'm not sure why that. They do that. Well, I'm better than they are. And you know why people say that? We like to look at standards that are not as good as us, don't we? I'm just as good a shape as they are. I'm living just as godly life as they are. Well, they do it. If they do it, it ought to be okay for me to do it. But yet, the Bible's telling us that there's one standard that we all have. It's not me, praise the Lord. You didn't have to say that, cowboy. I'm not the standard. It's Jesus Christ who is the standard. He is the standard that each one of us are striving to be more like. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us in Romans chapters 8, that in Romans chapter 8, it tells us that it was predestined that we'd be formed in the image of Christ. Which means that when God created us, his whole purpose was for us to exercise. And you know exercise, when you hear that word exercise, why do people cringe? Because it takes work, it takes effort, it takes discipline, it takes a little sweat, doesn't it? And to be a godly person, it doesn't just come easy. Because why doesn't it come easy? It's because we are so surrounded and influenced by people from the world who are so ungodly, who are giving us ungodly advice, who are tempting us to do ungodly things, who are influenced by their own personal life and the way that they live it. And so here when the Apostle Paul says, say, or the Apostle Paul says exercise towards being godly, he's telling us, you've got to put your mind set on a commitment that I'm going to become more like Jesus Christ. Exercise to become godly. The third thing is about good conduct. The Apostle Paul tells us in verse 12 that we've got to be an example, which the word that was used was tupas, which means to set a pattern of good conduct. And one of the things that in basic training that the military teaches those who are going through this basic training is their conduct their conduct is expected to always be of good conduct before their officers, but also to be good conduct anywhere they are representing the soldier and the country that they represent. 
And so they're expected to be of good conduct no matter where they are. I have a friend of mine that uh, he uh, has two, he has a bridge right here, has two fake teeth right here in the very front. And even though I could tell that those weren't his real teeth there, never had asked him about it till one day he was telling me about when he was in the military. And he went through a kind of a rebellious phase, which he has been through those phases many times in his life. He went through a rebellious phase, and his conduct before his sergeant wasn't what it should be. And he said, therefore, I have two teeth missing right here. Poor conduct. The Apostle Paul is telling Timothy, and God's Word is telling you and I today, that we're to set a pattern of good conduct in our life that no matter where we are, we got to remember who we represent, and that is Christ. And just like my friend, I told you, this got those two teeth that became missing after going through his basic training. He learned the hard way. It hurts when your conduct is not what it should be. And if you look at the words that the Apostle Paul says through this chapter, especially the end, he's talking about how that all these things will save us and others. Our good conduct represents who we are and when our conduct is what not it should be, or is not what it should be as Christians it harms our witness our testimony and it may result in someone rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ because they think if that's what being a Christian is I'm just as good as they are set a pattern of good conduct and you know what how do you set a pattern of good conduct when you get put to the test you do what Jesus would have you to do. I always like that little slogan, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And probably many of you have been tested during the Christmas season. WWJD. When you're having to deal with the crowds shopping, when you're having to deal with a clerk that doesn't really seem to get it, that you seem to know more about this process than they do, what would you do? Setting a pattern of good conduct. Give you the last thing is about using your training. The Apostle Paul in verses 14 through 16 is talking about the training that, that Timothy got. And you know, in the military, soldiers are trained to serve in different areas. They specialize in different things, and they are expected to do their very best in whatever area they are assigned, whatever training they are given. And the Apostle Paul mentions in verses 14 through 16 that Timothy had had hands laid on him and he received a gift. And he said this word, he said, do not neglect to use the gift that you have received. God has given each one of us a gift, talents to use. And you know, I think getting back to the basics is a question of, am I using the gifts and talents for God's glory that he has given me. Whatever gifts and talents. You know God doesn't give us all the same gifts and talents. And that's a great praise because we could only do one thing. God has given us multiple gifts and talents. And as the body of Christ. The church. When anyone neglects using their gift. That means there's a part missing. The apostle Paul was also the one that described the church as being the body of Christ. And he said you know every part has a responsibility, has some significance. And no part can say to another part, you're not important because you're not like me. And I can't say to the feet, hey, you're not as 
significant as I am because I see everything. No part of the body should ever think they're more important. As pastor, that's just what God has called me to do is to pastor, lead, and preach. But you know what? Every one of your parts is just as important in the body of Christ as mine is because God has given us different parts to function. And you know, as I look at my body, if you were to ask me, is there any part you'd be willing to give up? Mm-mm. It don't matter if it's my little toe or my pinky or hair on my head. I like every part I got. And you know what? I like every part of the body of Christ. And if we function together, we can accomplish much together. So as I look at what the Apostle Paul, he tells us the basics. Basic training 101 is this. Follow the instructions. Maybe it would be a good New Year's resolution to make a commitment today. I'm going to start reading my Bible every day. And don't just let it fly open and just read anything. Start somewhere. If you start, start in Matthew and read on. Choose to read all the Psalms or all the Proverbs. But start somewhere and start reading it. Start reading on a daily basis so that you can follow the instructions that God has given you. Then exercise toward godliness. Make it a commitment that I am going to set my standard, not the preacher, not a deacon, not some other Christian I know, but my standard for godliness is going to be Jesus Christ, and I'm going to strive to live up to his standard. And when I get tested, I'm going to do my best to respond with godliness. Set a pattern of good conduct, and then use your training to the fullest. If we used our training to the fullest, it would be amazing what we can do in 2019. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Think about these basics. Follow the instructions. you got to read it and listen if you're going to follow it. Exercise towards being godly. Let that be your standard for your life. Set a pattern of good conduct. Let others see the life of Christ in you. And then use your training to the fullest. Whatever gifts and talents God's given you, do your very best to serve Him with all your heart. Here's two questions for you this morning. Are you in need to get back to some of the basics of your faith? And are you ready to make such a change in yourself spiritually that others can see a difference in you? Lord, I come to you this morning. And God, I'm thankful for you leading me to get back to the basics. Basic training for Christians. And Lord, as we looked at Basic Training 101 this morning, God, it's just the very basics of what is essential for us as Christians. We've got to follow the instructions, and we can't follow it unless we're reading and listening to you. Lord, we've got to exercise ourselves toward godliness. We've got to discipline ourselves, train ourselves to live a godly way before other people and to conduct ourselves with good Christ-like conduct, to set that pattern in our life. And Lord, we've got to be using our training, our gifts, and our talents to the fullest. So God, I pray that you would just convict us, challenge us, that this morning as we get back to some basics, Lord, that we would make this first Sunday of the new year the day that we make a decision and a choice that I'm going to be different this year than I was in 2018. I'm getting back to the basics. And some of you realize this morning, you know what, I'm not doing basic reading of God's Word or praying. It's time I started giving it some effort. If I'm going to exercise towards godliness, that's a good effort to give. If I'm going to set a pattern of good conduct, 
so that others can see my testimony, my witness. My order to read the word so I can understand how to live according to it. Maybe I should be using the gifts and talents that God's given me because I've been a little slack in that lately. Haven't given my very best for the one who gave his very best for me. If you ever have your doubts, you know, sometimes you can look and see what other people are doing and think, well, they're not doing much. Or... But I want you to remember this. Jesus Christ gave the very best he could give for you. He gave his life. He gave his blood that we sang about so that you could have forgiveness of sins, so that you could live differently. So wouldn't it be appropriate to give him your very best and take your gifts and talents to serve him? On this first Sunday of the new year, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're a Christian and you know that you need to get back to some basics and you want me to pray for you, not only pray for you, I want you to listen to this very carefully before you raise your hand. I want you to ask me not only to pray for you, but to expect you to be a little bit different this year than you were in 2018. To really get back to some basics in your Christianity. If that's your desire, would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me and expect me to be different? Yes. Yes, I see your hands. To God be the glory. You can put your hands down. So those of you who raised your hands, good many hands went up, but you were in the minority. So I want to pray for you, for your commitment right now. Lord, I pray for those who raised their hands that said that they were committing to get back to some basics that they knew that they needed to. And Lord, they also acknowledged when I said uh, that not only would I pray for them, but I would expect them to make some changes in their life. So God, for those who raised their hands, and I try to look around and look not only hands, but faces. God, I'm praying that you would give them strength because I know it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some commitment. They're going to have to push through some obstacles because I know in basic training, an obstacle course is one of the things that some of the basic training they go through to get themselves prepared and in shape to be a military soldier. So Lord, I pray that they'll push through the obstacles that are going to come in their way. And Lord, I pray that you give them strength to get back to basics and to live differently this year than they did last year. And Lord, I'm joining with you. We're going to expect them to live up to that commitment this morning. God, I'm expecting them to be different and for you to see the difference in them. No heads are still bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe on this first Sunday there's someone here that maybe you're unsure of your salvation. Maybe you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior. I want to lead you in a prayer that you can pray right now to really, really get your life in the right direction. Because there, there is no need for any person to have any doubts of their salvation. There's no, one, no reason anyone should go to the place called hell. So if you have doubts of your salvation or maybe you know that you've never been saved and committed your life to the Lord, you pray this prayer in your heart silently after me dear Lord I feel your spirit speaking to me Lord I don't want to go through 2019 lost or with any doubts of my salvation so I'm going to nail it down today January the 6th 2019 I'm nailing my salvation down Lord I ask you to forgive me of my sins I ask you to cleanse my heart. And Lord, I commit my life to serve you. 
come and take control of me. Thank you for saving me. And while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you prayed and committed your life to the Lord, nailed down your salvation this morning, I want to rejoice with you. Would you just slip up your hand just to acknowledge, Pastor, I prayed that prayer with you. I needed to nail it down today. I needed to know for sure. I nailed it down. If you pray that prayer with me, would you just slip up your hand for just a moment? No one else looking around. Thank you. Lord, we come to you this morning. God, I saw some who were, weren't bashful at all about uh, raising their hand to commit, to get back to basics and serve you. But there saw a little bit of bashful movement in that acknowledgement of nailing down their salvation. So, Lord, I'm not going to ask them to do anything that they're feeling a little bit uncomfortable about, but I am going to ask them that in some way during this week they come to me or call me or just pass me by and say, Pastor, I nailed it down. Because, Lord, apparently there were some that had doubts and uncertainty. So I'm not going to do anything to embarrass them, but I want them to know for sure they nailed it down. And, Lord, during this year, there's probably going to be some people that need to follow you in baptism. I'm praying this year is the year they do it. God, we're going to see you do some things in people's lives because we got back to the basics. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen.